Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey and Jared, and gentlemen. I'm pretty excited to be here talking about Week 9 NFL on DraftKings with you two. You know, we've, we have the first NFL game to open up with a total above 60 since 2004. You know, we got we got, you know, value opening up because of the trade deadline on Tuesday. It's it's a crazy week. So, you know, we have a lot to talk about on today's show. As always, we'll go position by position, discuss all of our favorite plays for both cash games and GPPs on DraftKings, as well as some potentially tournament winning stacks. But before we get to any of that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the pod? You can support the podcast by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. You can also follow us on Instagram at the DFS Dose. And then starting this Sunday, we will be live streaming um, our stream, obviously, on YouTube now. So you can go ahead and subscribe yeah. subscribe to us on YouTube at the DFS live Dose stream. live stream coming out <laughs> noon Eastern Sunday. Get ready for it. And yeah, that's how you can support us. Yeah. I was doing like some like Migos like yeah. uh you know like hype man work there. It's lit. Cuz we cuz cuz this uh stream is about to take yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's get Yo, right into it and first talk. First of all, Ben. <laughs> what? You forgot to mention yeah. the the best point for this week 9. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what that is? <laughs> what is that? The goat is starting again. Oh, yeah, I know. I should have led the show with that, actually. <laughs> it's weird. He seems like the most underpriced player. He's 4K when he should clearly be, like, 8 or 9 off the rip. Nathan Peterman, <laughs> hailing from upstate New York, western New York. You know, it, it may be cold here, but this man is running hot, coming yeah. in at 4K, about to torch this pathetic Bears defense at home. No Khalil Mack, um, all right. No Khalil Khalil Mack. Wouldn't be scared if there was. (laughs) All right. Nathan Peterman has Calvin Benjamin and Zay Jones and Charles Clay. He's putting up a 50 spot on on the Bears at New Era Field in Buffalo, New York. Now, I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, you know, the Bills have a team total of 14 (laughs) points. Okay, but don't be worried. Okay. And I know that they're they're underdogs by 9.5, but listen, it doesn't matter. If he gets 12 points, he's 3Xing. That's all you need. It's a cash game lock. Enough said. Do you guys want to move on from quarterback here? <laughs> but just think about it. Think about it. Think about it. He was 2 for 2 last week. 100% right? completion percentage. Who else is doing that? That's what I'm saying. I know. Everyone's talking about Drew Brees at home with his completion percentage. Nah. Like, we're talking about a 100% completion percentage. Yeah. So... I mean, twelve. What is that? Eleven point five yards per th- per throw. Mm-hmm. Like sign sign me up. One hundred fourteen point six QBR. <laughs> Easy lock. Let's move on to some. You know, some of the quarterbacks on this slate here that you know the the fish will be playing. Like for example, you know, who do you guys think will be popular in cash games this week? Um, Cam Newton definitely will be popular, as well as Jared Goff and. And probably Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, I think that Fitzmagic is actually going to be kind of popular, too, at 5.5. Fitz, Fitzmagic starting again for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, should be a high-scoring game in Carolina. But, you know, personally, I'm, I'm on the Panthers' side this week. So, 
I'm looking towards Cam Newton as my cash game quarterback. You know, if you're not playing the GOAT, but 6,600 Cam Newton at home against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It's just blow up potential right there. And then, as you mentioned before, Ben, Cam has a implied rushing floor of four, of four points. So it's a, it's just like you can't go wrong with playing him. Yeah, I mean, his rushing floor is guaranteed, but not only that, like, Cam is killing it through the air this year. He's He's got the highest completion percentage in the red zone. He has multiple touchdown games for six straight games, um, the longest streak of his career. He has the highest completion percentage of his career through eight games. It's just like Cam is really putting it together in this North Turner offense right now. But North Turner definitely, like, made him into a better quarterback. Like passing wise, I mean the coaching helps. Yeah, but I mean I don't I don't think that I want to play a quarterback outside of this Saints Rams game. You know I think that game is just going to be you need to have every piece of this game and cash games and tournaments. Like I mentioned it at the top of the show, but we haven't had a game open up with a with a implied total of sixty since you know two thousand four. Fourteen years. Yeah, seriously. I mean, like, with the pencil. this game is going to be just insane from start to finish. There isn't a huge favorite either. This is within, you know, uh, it's one and a half point right now, the line favoring the Rams. So, or wait, actually, no, favoring uh, the Saints. I'm sorry. So, I mean, we're just talking about a close game with a huge point total. It's in New Orleans, so we don't have any concerns with Drew Brees. Drew Brees has been playing lights out, so you know he might have like a little bit of a, a bad rep at the moment, but he's been coming off of good defenses on the road for the past few games. But at home, Brees is completing 83.5% of his passes. He's averaging 348 passing yards per game in his home games. He's put games up over 30 this year. He's still the same Drew Brees at home. We know what Brees is. Um, I wouldn't be scared to play golf either, but I just I like I can't get off a of breeze this week. Everything you said is is correct, but the only concern, Jared Goff hasn't really been that good on the road as we talked about. So do you think there's some some letdown potential with this game? Like maybe the Saints get out to a big lead and and Drew Brees isn't throwing as much because I think the Saints win this game just as a prediction. So I think the Saints are are going to be in control of the game, and I would I would favor taking Jared Goff, who I know or who I think is going to be down. I I don't I don't think okay. First of all, to answer your question, I don't think that there's any letdown potential whatsoever with this game. Um, if this game goes under by ten of where it's expected, it'll still be a fifty point game. This game. I just I don't see it with these two offenses, the way that they're going to be passing in this game, the explosive players. Like The only reason I lean Breeze and Cash, he is $100 more, 6.1K on DraftKings compared to Goff, who's at 6K, is because I think that obviously, as we talk about all the time, Todd Gurley is a potential threat to you know, Jared Goff scoring in the red zone, although Goff does get Cooper Cup back this week, which will help him in the red zone. That's been, uh, been his favorite red zone target throughout the year, but still... I mean, I just I think that Breeze is such a safe option. I think both of these quarterbacks are, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I I can't get away from this game. I want running backs, receivers, quarterbacks, everything. Maybe even a little tight end. Get a little Ben Watson action in there. But we'll save that for later. Yikes! Just a note: the Rams did play the Saints last year in L.A. Though the score was twenty-six to twenty, 
So had a total of 46, didn't reach a 60 mark, but that was last year, uh, different teams, different offenses. And Breeze, Breeze at home yeah. and the Saints offense at home is a different animal entirely. Yeah, that that is true. They, I mean, you know, they, they call New Orleans, you know, home games in New Orleans, the course field of NFL. So, I mean, you know, I know that tickles your fancy a little bit, Jared. Yeah, it does. A lot, actually. <laughs> So where are you looking, Jared? We got uh, haven't heard from you much. Uh, yeah, I was I was listening to you guys. It was a lot of a lot of not listening to Ben because I don't agree with anything he said. <laughs> but uh, I I'm playing Cam Newton no matter what. Thank you, Jared. hundred percent, hundred percent in cash. An intelligent human being, in Jared. The last three weeks, he's had at least 40 yards rushing, so that's a 4.4 already. Actually, in every game but one, he's had at least 36 yards rushing. And in that 36-yard rushing game, he scored two touchdowns on the ground. His floor already is four points just running, and then through the air, he could easily dot up this Tampa Bay defense. I think Funchess and DJ Moore have a big game as well. Um, but in GPPs, I'm looking straight at Russell Wilson. I think that game's going to be a shootout, overlook shootout. I mean, I totally agree with you guys, by the way. Not to say I don't think that Cam is an amazing play, but he's just he's more expensive. And I feel like the 500 helps a lot this week, personally. Um, you know, if you're trying to pay up for three of these top-tier running backs, which a lot of people are going to be doing in cash. See, so. but the move is... You don't pay up for them, right? Then you could just find value elsewhere, and boom, you're honestly, set. honestly, I don't think that the uh, Rams forty uh, Rams and Saints game is gonna be that high scoring. Like I think it's gonna be like like maybe twenty eight to twenty or something like that. I don't think it's gonna come. I don't think it's gonna come within ten of sixty. And golf was getting why because first of all, golf isn't good on the road. So that just hurts the offense a lot. The Saints defense is is gonna write itself. Hundred percent. There's no way they don't write themselves. They played well against Minnesota on um what was that, Monday night? Sunday night, whenever it was. Yeah. They played better against um Baltimore and Washington. It was just the first the game at Atlanta and then whatever happened against Tampa Bay where they played bad. Defense is going to get way better. And I just don't see this being a huge shootout. And Goff was getting smacked last week. So I think they might lean on Gurley a lot more. And they're, and the Saints run defense, I'm pretty sure, is pretty solid. It is It is solid. It's definitely solid. I mean, that won't scare me off Gurley, but we can talk about that at running back. But, I mean, the thing is, is has Goff actually been bad on the road or is he just not scoring as much fantasy points? Like, I don't think he's necessarily been bad. It's just, if you look at Gurley, Gurley has seven rushing touchdowns in his away games and four at home. So it's just like happens to be going more to Gurley on the road. Like, I don't think that Goff sample size is long enough yet to make a conclusion that he's in the same tier as like big banner breeze with the, with the home road splits. Okay. Yeah, I know. It should know. be a high-scoring I mean, game, and that that's where everybody's going to go, right? So you can't go wrong with playing Drew Brees or Jared Goff. Like, and that's just the truth. You can't you can't go wrong with playing either. If um, I had to pick, I'm playing Drew Brees, though. Yeah. I'm not playing Goff. Drew Brees at home is definitely the better cash play. I think we can yeah, all agree for me, on that. My, I, w- I would rank my cash plays as Brees 1, Cam 2, and Goff 3. 
So I'll just put that out there. And that's as of Thursday. So, But then again, I also um, think Cam Newton scores almost 10 more points than Breeze. But then again, do you want to pay up another 600 or do you want to spend that elsewhere? It depends what value you want to play also. Yeah, and I think that there's some viability to completely punting at tight end this week. Um, but, you know, we'll get to that. So we we pretty much nailed down our cash quarterbacks. And, Jared, you said you're looking at Russ Wilson for GPPs. Yeah, probably almost every GPP that I play. Russ Wilson. 5.9. And Kirk Cousins. See, I would look the other way. I would go with Stafford over Cousins and GPP. I would uh, I would not. I would not play Stafford. Um, Stafford has historically struggled against uh, – the Vikings and in their matchups for the last uh, the last eight matchups, Stafford I think has only put up one worthy game. I he I get that he's underpriced at five point six, but I, I'm just gonna say this is not the week to play Stafford. Just go under, uh, just play you know a hundred less and play Fitzpatrick, you know who was like a top five fantasy quarterback in like all of his games that he fully started and didn't get pulled. I think I think there's a there's a good reason for like two two mini stacks in this game like a Kirk Cousins stealing and then carry on and probably I would have to, I would have to say Kenny Galladay if Xavier Rhodes is still out you know on the quarterback note what do you guys think about I mean Mahomes is yeah. the highest scoring quarterback and he is just I mean he's in a great spot against a Cleveland team that you know fired Hugh Jackson fired Todd Haley promoted Greg Williams of all people to be their head coach. It's just this entire team seems like it's on the brink of collapse. I mean, my collapse theory didn't really work with the Raiders last week, but I'm going to be rolling it out again. Um, just thinking that the the Browns here are headed for a full collapse this week, just as the, as the entire franchise is in turmoil behind how, the scenes. How much is Greg putting on Mahomes' head? She 100K. <laughs> Nah, but you can never go wrong with playing Mahomes. So, I mean, like, we should talk about him, but it's just like, like, if you want to play him, then play him. He's going to... I mean, he's never going to be a bad option, I don't think. And, like, you can play him, and I still think that he won't be... I mean, he'll probably be, like, the fifth highest owned quarterback. Or maybe the fourth. But I feel like Cam, Breeze, and Goff are locks to be the top three. And I think I think people are really, really on Fitzpatrick, too. Yeah. So um, we should probably move on to running back, though. In my opinion, the most interesting position this week. There are, like, a ton of plays that I feel like everybody is going to want to play. The one that stands out to me the very most is not Todd Gurley, whose price has gone down for the third week in a row, or second week in a row, maybe, but still going down for some reason. But the most interesting play to me is Alvin Kamara at 7.3K. I don't even know. That's like a mystery to me. Can you guys make sense of that? No clue. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. He's the he's the best play on the board. Like DraftKings is like has like major recency bias. Like they completely forget the first four weeks of the season where Kamara was putting up forty six points. He had his low, you know, eighteen point game, but then he proceeded for a thirty seven and a forty four and he was just tearing the entire league apart. And yes, I know that Mark Ingram came back, but if you look at the Saints' last three weeks, so they played Washington, right? That's a tough run defense, as we know, one of the better run defenses. They played Baltimore on the road, okay, and and Kamara only had 15 points that game. 
But then they played Minnesota last week. We saw Kamara really get back into it. He had eight targets uh, for seven receptions. He had 13 attempts as well. Touchdown on the ground, touchdown through the air. And Alvin Kamara has the second highest red zone opportunities in the league behind Todd Gurley at this point. So just at 7.3K in a game that, like I've said already multiple times this show, I expect to be just a massively high-scoring game. How can you not play Kamara? I mean, Ingram is no – I have no fear about Ingram personally. I think um, the only reason he's so low-priced is because DraftKings algorithm, it probably factors in the opponent – the opponent's running back, like, scoring, like, fantasy yeah. points per game. And since the Rams are sixth best against running backs, that has to factor in. Because, like, James Conner scored 41 points last week, and he went down 300 because he's playing Baltimore. So it, that's, right, just, that's, a, that's, that's just an algorithm misprice. And we have to take advantage yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So Kamara's, I mean, he's a cash lock for me. Do you guys feel the same way? Yeah. 7.3 is a clear mispricing and like if you're not on that then like it's just like you know why are you playing like who have the rams played honestly they played one two three four five teams that don't run the ball so yeah kamara could score 30 this week Oh, easily. And not not only that, but like with Mark Ingram, right? So I, I've heard a lot of people just, it seems like there's going to be a lot of buzz on Ingram. And for tournaments, I'm all for it. I mean, Ingram's 5K. He's a home running back in a game with a 60-point total. Like, okay, yeah, like I see some merit to Mark Ingram. But the thing about Mark Ingram is that he only had five carries in last week's game when the game was actually competitive, right? When when the, the Saints were like still playing – to really win that game heavily, he only received five carries. Other than that, all of his eight other carries that game came up when the Saints were already up by two scores. So Kamara was the clear focal point in this offense as he was the entire year. We were talking about how when they get down to the red zone, it's just like Breeze is looking to get Kamara the ball just because he's so explosive. He can make people miss and get in the end zone. He just glides through the field. So Kamara is a clear cash lock. The question is where else are we going? Kareem Hunt, Christian McCaffrey, Todd Gurley, James Conner. You know, these are all plays that, that make some sense. Um, what are you guys thinking about with these guys? Another another lock for me in cash is Christian McCaffrey. I'm rolling out McCaffrey and Kamara. That we're, we're in the second half of the season. You know, we've talked about it plenty of times. The, Buc- the Bucks defense is just so bad, and they're so bad against pass-catching running backs. So it's just, like, another matchup that you have to exploit for 7.8K. Like, I feel like that's a mispricing as well for McCaffrey. His targets have been on the on the decline in recent weeks uh, with six in the last two games. But, you know, I, th- I think he has a great game against the Bucks and he's just luck. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And, like, you can't, you can't underestimate, like, Washington on the road, Philly on the road. Like those are two really difficult road yeah. matchups against good run defenses. And then he played Baltimore last week, still managed to score two two touchdowns on on Baltimore's elite run defense. And now he gets a home matchup against arguably the worst. I mean, not even arguably, like the worst defense in the NFL right now. So, I mean, how can you not play Christian McCaffrey? I agree that the two of them are both cash game must plays. Yeah, like because the Bucks are giving up around six catches per game to running backs, around 55 yards. They're they're not good. 
So it's just it's just targeting the matchup, and I think everybody's gonna be on the Bucks game and the Saints game. Rightfully so. I don't I don't know. McCaffrey got lucky on that second touchdown, so he yeah. really hasn't putting up a true like fourteen over fourteen point game since week five. Cause that it bounced off like two people and then fell into his hands in the end zone. Yeah, that that was a crazy catch. So, I mean. No doubt he's a great play against Tampa, but I think I'm going Kareem Hunt. All right, talk to me about it, because Kareem Hunt to me is the odd man out of the Elite Four in this week, and I'm really scared about that. So what do you like about Hunt? Cleveland's run defense and just plain out uh, defense against running backs sucks. James Conner has averaged 40 fantasy points a game against them. And Kareem Hunt's targets, he's gotten six targets the last three weeks. They're obviously using him way more. He's gotten at least 15 touches every game this year. And against Cleveland's uh, defense, he could easily break one. He's been so explosive the last couple weeks. There's no doubt in my mind that he scores 30. You know what? Yeah, I mean, Cleveland's allowing 118 rushing yards per game. Not only that, but they are leading the league in rushing touchdown games allowed to a single running back. In other words, in half of their games this year, four out of eight games, they've allowed a single running back to score two touchdowns on them. That's the most in the league. And Kareem Hunt in this matchup where they're, what, nine, is it nine or ten-point favorites, right? I mean, it's just they should absolutely smash, and Kareem Hunt should be a huge part of that. I think he catches one and runs one in. I think uh, Jared just changed my mind. I'm locking in Kareem Hunt over McCaffrey. His usage is just so high. And McCaffrey, his usage in the pass game goes down when Greg Olson plays. That's just straight facts. Straight facts. Nothing but them. All right. <laughs> I mean, we're but, but we're talking about a player who hasn't had less than six targets in four straight weeks and now has the best matchup on the board. I mean, Kareem Hunt hasn't had less than 20 touch. Uh, hasn't had less than... I mean, this whole this whole year, he's had at least sixteen touches every game, yeah, except tw- one where he had fifteen. Yeah, that that is true. Yeah. And if you expect the Chiefs to be up in this game, then that means an increased workload for Kareem Hunt just running out the clock. If that is the correct, you know, process. The question comes down to because I don't really think that there's any debating that these three guys are all great plays, but are you playing them over Gurley? One of them over Gurley, and if so, which one? Because I'm not, I'm not fading Todd Gurley this week. Cream Hunt's gonna outscore Gurley, so I'm playing Cream Hunt. Bold, bold oh, take really. right there, Jared. I'm, I'm just cause, you, cause you're my boy. You know what I mean? We do this podcast together. You know, you're, you're my, you're my home dog. I, I want you to adjust your opinion of this game so you don't lose money this week. <laughs> I feel like you're really sleeping on this, this Rams Saints game, and it might cost you some, some bank. Looking oh, out for you. I don't you. know, bro. Well, nah. Camara's oh. gonna outscore Gurley. Yeah. Well, that that's, that that's that's highly likely. Also, I think they both do. I think McCaffrey's gonna be a huge letdown I, this week. I don't what think people are expecting. Yeah. Um. Well, to me, Camara and Gurley are the top two, and it's between McCaffrey and Hunt for the RB three spot because there's so much value at wide receiver that you can easily play three of these four guys in your cash lineup, and I think that you should. It's just a matter of which guy do you fade, and and are you going to be able to get it right? True. And I don't I don't want to be off of Gurley because out of them, Gurley to me is 
the one with the least bust potential. Yeah, I mean, I definitely could see that. I don't think I don't think Kareem Hunt busts. Okay, I don't think Kamara busts. I mean, I I would say Kamara definitely has the highest bust potential out of all of them, but I don't think he busts. Gurley at ninety five hundred. I just don't like. Yeah, you should play him, but like, I think you can get away with not playing him, just like you could have got away with not playing him last week, right? So the Saints have the best run defense in terms of rushing yards allowed per game. They're only allowing 50.4 rushing yards per game. Incredible, right? Do you expect them to have success running the ball? Okay, I don't expect Todd Gurley to have a 200-yard game on the ground. He might not even have 100, but I don't think it matters. I think that he could have, you know, like he had in week seven, 15 carries for 63 yards and two touchdowns and then four catches for another 23 yards and a touchdown. Like, that's all it needs is because he gets – his usage right now is, like, almost unlike anything we've ever seen. He's on, like, a historic trajectory. And he has 60 red zone opportunities on the year. Uh, Like I said, Kamara was second, but Kamara has 46. So Gurley's far ahead of the field right here. He's just getting way more use in the red zone than any other player in the NFL – this game, if if this game is like what I expect it to be and what Vegas expects it to be, I just I don't I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, and you know I don't think that that'll be a bad decision, no matter what. I mean, he had 36.5 points last week, and that would have easily been over 40 if he decided to run in. He he decided not to score those extra points, and yeah, that was smart for his team for sure. But like, he could easily have another touchdown on the board in terms of fantasy if he if he chose to. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, dog, but this might be the week he doesn't score a touchdown. He didn't even score a rushing touchdown last week, and he had 36.5 points. Think about I don't that. think he scores a rushing touchdown this week, personally. The thing is, is if Todd, if Todd Gurley has a bad game, do you think he has under 20 points? If he has his worst game, do you think he gets under 20 points? Like, I think it would take an injury for him to not score at least 20 points. Um... Whereas McCaffrey could definitely do it. McCaffrey could score, like, 15 points, 14 points... He scored under 15 I, three I don't times think, this year I don't already. think McCaffrey's getting over it. I don't think McCaffrey touches 20. That's why I'm fading him. You want a bold take? Julio Jones scores more touchdowns than Todd Gurley this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's f***ing oh, bold, man. dude. That is... We could put however much you want on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's sick. That's sick, bro. If if you you know if you take you know some stands and make your lineups reflect that opinion, you could win some serious money if that if that happens. And I'm not I'm not just saying this to be one of those people that oh I told you so. Like I actually believe that. Like I'm not I'm not joking. I'm not dead. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Dead. The man's not joking. Dead serious. Does it concern you that Todd Gurley hasn't has gone 81 receptions without a touchdown, and Gurley has four touchdowns on his last 31 catches? Um, <laughs> ha. I mean, yeah, that's I'm not talking about his rushing that, touchdowns. That is concerning. Is it concerning that Todd Gurley's a better receiver than Julio Jones at this point? <laughs> okay, okay, let's, let's calm down but, with yo. that. Okay, all right, yo. you're right, you're right, you're right. All right, let's let's just think about this. All right, let's think about it. The Saints' defense is coming back to what it was last year. Okay. Remember how bad they started off last year, and then they they straightened themselves out, and they they were pretty elite at some points. Okay. Gurley has to come down from the Superman high he's at 
there is okay. neg- there is like negative regression coming. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And Julio Jones has to get his positive regression sometime. Yeah. He is a he's a superstar. Right. And okay. the Redskins are, it historically they're due for a loss. Historically, okay. there's a lot of like trends all coming together for this one amazing moment. In their last like whatever it was like. 60 games or whatever, they're, like, dead even on record, and they won the last two weeks, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah they're going to take a fat L this week. <sighs> you know, He's going to be on I, the G- actually... GPP winning lineup. Julio Jones, lock him in. <laughs> I like Julio this week. I actually do like Julio. I think you're going to get him at super low ownership. I mean... I would not play him over Todd Gurley, but like, yeah, he's a good play. We we Whoa. we had this debate a couple of weeks ago, and it didn't work out for Julio, but it didn't. But it, <laughs> all right. I mean, I mean, it oh. worked out, and he just didn't score a touchdown, but he still scored what twenty five points. Yeah, yeah, just under Gurley's points that week. You know what? I don't think Todd Todd Gurley has a good game either. I'll put that out there. That's just intuition. Watching football, he's not. It's not a good matchup. It's just the total. They think it's going to be a, a super high scoring game, so everybody's going to be priced up like it like that. So hashtag defense doesn't matter against Todd Gurley. And let's That's let's make I'm this clear: say. a good game from Todd Gurley is like almost thirty points. So I don't think he has a good game either because I don't think he comes close to thirty. I think he might. I think he'll hover right around. 21.5 at the max, 22, maybe. Yeah, I, I could see him getting 21, 22, somewhere around there. So I want to pay almost max, 10K. Wait, so you're saying, his, you're saying his max would be his worst game of the season. This is max output. Yeah. In a game that has the highest point total I don't, since 2004 when D12 was on the charts. Yeah. My band was on the top 40 <sighs> the last time there was a game with this total. In sync. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think Todd Gurley is all that that is gonna be expected of him that this week. I okay, yeah, I I agree, and the Saints are allowing three point two yards per carry. I don't think he has a good run rushing game, so it all just depends what he does in the receiving game. Obviously, you know, can't see into the future. Wish I could, but I can't. So, you know, I don't know what he's going to do in the receiving game, but I think that's what his week will come down to. I don't think he'll get anything going on in the rushing game. Yeah, he might score a one-yard touchdown because it seems like he scores a one-yard touchdown every goddamn game. Okay, he might get one of them or two of them or three of them, which would be a good day, but I don't think he gets three. I don't think he gets two. I don't even think he gets one. Okay, because I think the Rams are going to be down. I think they're going to be passing. You feel me? So I think Todd Gurley mm-hmm. is valuable as a receiver. He's a good receiving back. I think that's where a lot of his points will come from this week. Yeah, I, I don't think the Rams are going to win this game either, and that's where Todd Gurley is lethal because he is the best closer in football. Straight up. So just tell me a one-name answer here. Who are you fading in cash, Gurley, McCaffrey, Hunt, or Kamara? Gurley. <laughs> McCaffrey, both of them. Wow, <laughs> you're fading both too, Joey. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 girly, girly. I just hope that you guys make it out of Sunday alive 
you know, with money in your accounts. Um, you know, I just hope I hope that you guys are all right. I'm fading all of them. I'm playing After Jordan Howard and Nick and yeah. Nick Chubb, and I'm going up to Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, and Tyreek Hill. Not no, you you right. Whenever you have the chance to fade Todd Gurley for Jordan Howard, it's a stone lock that you have G-G. to do it. That's all I gotta say. GG. <laughs> but yeah. let's talk about some other running backs <laughs> on this slate. You know, we've covered we've covered the main guys. So we got James Conner at Baltimore, seventy two hundred. Um, probably in the worst matchup. Now that's gonna be a heavy fade yeah, for me right there. That's a heavy fade. I know. I know. Jared has this thing where he plays the Steelers running backs on the road because. You know, he's got it all figured out. Um, Steelers running backs and Vance McDonald, my son. On the road. So running backs and tight ends. You might go there. Um, we ju- we're just looking for James Conner to outperform his 9.4 points that he did in week four in the same matchup. AP is definitely in consideration for me. The, the Falcons have given up at least 20 points to every running back that they faced, every starting running back, I should say, to that they have faced – this season so at 6k ap is probably in the best spot uh just in a pure running back matchup wise yeah don't be don't be worried about that injury because this dude's a robot yeah chris thompson hasn't practiced at all this week so you know he he could play you know i don't expect him to play yeah i saw from a redskins reporter that he's essentially out yeah so it's going to be all ap the thing is with the falcons right one of their biggest weaknesses and one of the things that makes them such an appealing matchup is what they give up in the pass game to running backs right so that is not ap's game i know he had a receiving touchdown last week but still you know that that's not his game he hasn't had over 3 targets all year you know, last week he had one target that led to that touchdown. So he's not going to be part of their passing attack. Do you think that that could, you know, damage AP here? Yeah, that, that could damage AP, but I don't expect that to hurt him that much. Um, He's had three good games in a row now. He went for 149 last week, 99 the week before, 97 the week before that. So just missing the 100 yards. Um. He has 587 yards on the season, 4.6 yards per carry, uh, four touchdowns. So he's having a pretty decent year, and he's just in the nut matchup at home. Um, should be a close game. You know, although you know trends might say that the Redskins are going to lose this game. You know, they they could be down. I, I expect it to be close. I expect AP to get 20 plus touches, and with that, you just got to hope that he could punch it in the end zone uh twice going a little bit down the list uh like last week's chalk carry on johnson and philip Lindsay 5.6 and 5.5 respectively both going to be fades for me um houston's run defense yeah it's solid it's solid i don't think i think denver might get wiped in this game potentially i don't know i just think that whole game is a game to avoid for the most part except for maybe defenses and maybe a little deandre hopkins action in in tournaments but uh theo riddick is expected back for the lions as well so that damages carry on johnson i personally expect the lions to lose this game so um i I don't think that's a lions fan that's incredible that's incredible Lions don't have faith in themselves. How do you call yourself a fan? The Yak King. Trading away the Yak King for a measly third-round pick. 
It's disgusting. Gotta do what you gotta do, brother. I would have some slight interest in Latavius Murray uh, at 5.1 facing the Lions, who are allowing the most rushing yards uh, per game to running back. Latavius Murray has been a touchdown machine. Um, the dude scores, and he's in a great matchup, and it really is going to come down to whether or not Dalvin Cook plays. Originally, he was ruled out, but he did get two limited practice sessions in this week, which would you know lead you to believe that he's trending towards playing. Yeah, um, if Dalvin Cook plays, Lat isn't in play for me, but this could be a similar situation to a couple of weeks ago when he was expected to play. And then he went through the pregame warm-ups, and he was ruled out. And then Latavius Murray had that good game against the Cardinals, went for 155 and a touchdown. And many people didn't plug him in, but the people that were sharp enough to make that adjustment got that benefit. So I feel like this could be a similar situation with with Latavius this week. Any interest in for $100 more, Lamar Miller? Hell no. Against uh, a great matchup against Denver. Don't even and bring, Lamar don't Miller. Bring him up on this podcast. Yeah. Lamar Miller has more 100-yard rushing games than Joe Mixon. Two 100-yard rushing games, back-to-back weeks. Oh, wow. Now he's facing Denver. <laughs> well, yeah, what more about this? 100-yard rushing games than Aaron Jones has ever had. Watch him out, dude. I w- if I were the Packers, I would trade Aaron Jones for Lamar Miller right now. I'd probably throw in a second round pick, throw in Haha Clinton Dix, you know, do whatever you can. Oh, he's already gone though, so. <laughs> oh, that's right. Wow. Well, they had to they had to get that they had to get that pick though. Wow. They had to get that fourth round pick. Let me speak. Let me speak on that real quick. <laughs> Hold on. I like that trade. As a Packers fan. Yeah. Because this dude is not playing up to his potential. First of all. They're not. They're not spending money on him. They got Josh Jones waiting in the in the wings. They just drafted Jair and Josh uh, Josh Jackson. They got Kevin Kane. They got all these DBs. Like Clinton, get out. Get out. Go to the Redskins. Get the hell out of here. Well, we're already running along on this pod, so we should probably move on to receiver here. Uh, any last words for Mark Ingram or Jordan Howard? Neither. Nick Chubb, GP, GPP. some buzz around him this week. Yeah, that's going to be a fade for me because the Browns are going to be down by 21 in the first half. So l- let's move on to what matters here, and that's all these value receivers because this is what is going to get you – this is what's going to get you up to all these running backs that are must plays, right? So, I mean, receiver. Cortland Sutton is going to be just massive chalk. After Demarius Thomas got traded to the Texans, Cortland Sutton's role is clear. He's going to be the wide receiver, too, in this this offense. 3.9K, um, he's going to be the most highly owned play uh, on the board this week. And in cash games, I think it just makes complete sense. There's no leverage in fading him, I don't think. There's leverage in everything. In GPPs, but, I mean, what's the leverage in fading him in cash? It's only 3.9. If he busts, you survive. If he snaps, you're dead. Facts. So, I mean, for me, that's just the lock button in cash. Um, What comes up next is who else are we playing in cash? I mean, unless you want to disagree with Sutton, Joey. Nah, I'm playing him in cash. I was just saying. So who else are we looking at in cash? I mean, Willie Sneed is getting the targets, but he doesn't have a ceiling. Um, so I don't think I'll probably be going there. 
4.2K. I've got some interest in Traquan Smith just because I want to get as many pieces to this game as possible. But, again, that's not really a cash play. That's a GPP play nah, for me. I mean, Traquan Smith, I think, is in my cash consideration, I would say. Yeah. If you think the game's going to be high scoring and they're going to be passing a lot, then, yeah, you want like you said, you want as many pieces. But I would just look right up exactly. for 100 more to DJ Moore, who's going to be the starter of Torrey Smith's sits. Um, they've been using him more and more in the last couple of weeks. Um, he had six targets last week, season high, for 90 yards, two rushing attempts, for 39 yards, 17 points um, against a tough Baltimore defense. So DJ Moore, 4,300, lock it in with Cortland Sutton. There's no, you have no concern of playing two rookie wide receivers, neither of whom have actually showed that much i'm not saying that they haven't showed anything i think sutton has showed more um he just hasn't had as much opportunity up to this point which is why i feel more comfortable with him than i do with more even though i do think more is definitely in consideration but like i don't know i've got some concern playing two rookie wide receivers who have yet to really pop off either of them like no is this the week yes. really that we're going to be playing that and i don't know man DJ Moore? Tell me why. Why would you rather play Sutton over Moore? Wait, well, wait, hold on. That... It, Moore has a better matchup. He plays in the slot. Jared, what what do we say about slot receivers in Tampa Bay? Absolute nut Get matchup. Him. The Buccaneers Get are him. allowing 16 catches to wide receivers per game. Uh-huh. Last in the NFL. Got him. You feel me? Feel They're him. allowing 197 yards to receivers. Fourth last right. in the last. NFL. Yeah. They're allowing the most receiving touchdowns per game in the NFL. Got him. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore DJ. will have an increase <laughs> will have an increased role <laughs> in this game against the Buccaneers in a game where it could be high scoring and he plays in the slot. I think it all make I think it all makes sense to me. I think DJ Perfect Moore outscores sense. I think he outscores Cortland Sutton. Outscores hey, hey, y'all done? Hey, y'all done? With more touchdowns. <laughs> you feel me? Hey, y'all done? Let me get him. Okay. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> let, let me tell you why what you just said doesn't make sense because Damn, I... Okay, so we're talking about DJ Moore playing in the slot, but you're saying he's going to play more because of Tory Smith being out, I would invite you to go and find out how many slot snaps Tory Smith has taken this season. Okay. Got him. I don't see how one has anything to do with the other. I do think DJ Moore will play more, but I don't think that he's going to be playing more in the slot. If anything, he'll be kicked more outside and they'll probably play Curtis Samuel in the slot more or Christian McCaffrey in the slot more. I think, I think he was outside. saying that was, was does Tory Smith play in two receiver sets? Yeah. I think they would just put DJ Moore. That that's probably where the more snaps would come from. He would play in the right, two I receiver agree, but sets. But I'm just saying, I don't think he's playing. I don't think he's playing more. I mean, he would be out there for the snaps. two wide receiver sets, which would result in more snaps. Thank you, thank you, Jared, for explaining that. <sighs> okay, no, I I get okay, I get that. What I'm also saying, all right, here's one thing: Cortland Sutton is a better wide receiver. Debatable. Okay. All right, hold on. Just secondly, we Cortland haven't seen Sutton enough from either of them. Kenny Gallad, no, 
Cortland Sutton has gotten Kenny Galladay-like luck with his touchdown scoring being called back on penalties and and just these 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 like unlucky things for Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton is the reason why they traded Demarius Thomas and why Emmanuel Sanders was heavily on the block in Denver because they know what they have in Cortland Sutton. Sutton is cheaper. Houston's uh you know, cornerbacks are not scary. Okay. Like I know that, yeah, it's obviously a better matchup for DJ Moore, but Cortland Sutton is higher on his team's chain of targets. He's probably their number two target. Okay. So my question, right. Why not play both? Okay. No, I, I am playing. I, I probably am playing both, but the thing is, is I'm saying, shouldn't there be like just some concern that we're playing two players in our cash lineup that are rookie wide receivers who have yet to pop off? I mean, you're saying, no, you feel comfortable with both. Okay. I'm saying if I were going to fade one, it would be DJ Moore. Rookies, 15-year veterans, it doesn't matter. They score points, they're going to score points. Ben, Ben, remember what happened happened last week? What what was the only lock I had last week? Who was the only lock I had last week that I texted you guys? Derek Anderson. All right, my other one, my other (laughs) one. I don't remember, bro. I can't remember, like, last night. Tyler Boyd. You just stay off them drugs. Yes. All right. Yes. I remember. My complete lock, who was 13% owned. Why? Why? Because he was overpriced. Because the Bucks. According to the industry. Yikes. So the Bucks gave up 10 touchdowns to slot receivers before last week. And Tyler Boyd popped off, and nobody picked him. If that happens again with DJ Moore, cash. I think you guys are overestimating how much DJ Moore is going to be in the slot this week. All right, he's going to outscore Corlin Sutton, so I hope you play Corlin Sutton over him. <laughs> nah, I doubt it. Do you think DJ Moore has a better chance to score a touchdown? I think he does score a touchdown. I don't think there's a chance. I think that it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, Sutton only has one more touchdown than, touchdown than him on the season, and he's been getting – Yeah, he'd have like five more if he wasn't getting them and called And he's been back. getting steady targets all year, whereas DJ Moore hasn't. So it's kind of like, but either way, they're both rookie wide receivers, and you can't really compare them until, until they're, I mean, they're start their team starters and you know getting full seasons under their belt. This is how I'm gonna take it, and this is how you should take it if you're trying to decide Cam Newton or Case Keenum, who's better? Cameron Newton. Who's worse, Tampa Bay or Houston? Tampa Bay. There you go. All right. That incredible analysis from us. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Pair Cam Newton with DJ Moore, Fade Gurley and uh, McCaffrey. I mean, there is a reason why DJ Moore was a number, um, or he he was drafted in the first round. Don't know exactly what pick he was, but there's a reason he was drafted in the first round. There was a reason. Jared, Jared, can I get a a pod bet of? Gurley plus Sutton versus Jordan Howard and DJ Moore with you. You say Jordan? No. Julio Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, damn! All right, never mind. Um, so who else do we like at wide receiver for cash? Because we've got two rookies in there. What what else are we looking? I'm hearing some buzz around the two Lions receivers because of Tate's exit and what he leaves behind, which is a 9.9 targets per game. Uh. I don't think that any – I think maybe like one or two of those targets goes to Galladay and Jones. And beyond that, they're in a road matchup and not a great matchup. So I don't see 
the love necessarily for Marvin and Galladay. I think that the Lions are into TJ Jones. They they love their undrafted rookie Powell. Uh, Riddick is back. Michael Roberts might get one of those touchdowns, or I'm sorry, one of those targets. So it's like, yeah, I don't I don't think that the Lions receivers are cash game viable this week. No. I'm trying to think. You said Stafford struggles in Minnesota, or just against Minnesota. Yeah, I think he's had one. I think he's been a top twelve quarterback in one out of the last eight matchups against them. Oh, then. yeah, the Lions aren't in play. I mean, GPP like if like I said, if Xavier Rhodes is out, like I'll I'll take Holiday all day because he could easily put up 150 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, Marvin Jones has snapped against Rhodes before too. So I I would be willing to play them in GBP just the not best cash. the best plays oh, on the board are the are the Rams wide receivers, Robert Woods seven thousand Brandon Cook sixty seven hundred and Cooper Cup is my favorite play of the week at six thousand. No concern with Cup off the injury. No. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm right there with you. A low key cash play, if you think the Chargers and Seahawks are going to be a high scoring. Uh, Tyler Lockett at 5,200. He's 2x to every single game this year. And he hasn't gotten under 10 points. I'd be nervous just because with me, like, I feel like that could go to any receiver in that game. It'd be, like, David Moore could get it. It would just be a, Baldwin a, a could get it. If you think it's, it's going to be high scoring, which I do, like, Tyler Lockett is a solid play. I just, I just personally, I want to go there. But I could see it. But I'd rather go. I'd rather go down to DJ Moore. Go ahead. In terms of some other value plays that I've seen tossed around there, uh, people like Sammy Watkins this week. I don't think that I'll be going there. I definitely think last week was more of an anomaly than something you can look towards as an expectation. People are also ready to hop on the Devonte Parker bandwagon. That is definitely something I'm not doing as well. <laughs> um, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Devontae Parker, like, is a player that I liked for a long time. I was always hoping he would put it together, got him on some dynasty rosters. You like a bunch of trash people, huh? Devontae Parker, Lamar Miller, some trash Dolphin players. Yeah, man. Hey. All right, listen. We don't have enough to go there because I can't really defend either of them. (laughs) But um, I was formulating my argument, realizing it sounded stupid, and then deciding to move on. Um. Would it be insane to play Deshaun Jackson in cash? Yeah. I'm probably going to do it. He was pissed that Winston was starting. He, he even said that in the media. That's probably why Winston wasn't throwing to him. <laughs> Shit, I'm, I'm right no, there with you. Let, Plug let him me in. tell you something about Deshaun Jackson, because this, this is crazy, that he received 22 targets from Fitz, and he received 22 targets from Jameis, right? He caught 18 of those from Fitz, and he caught eight from Winston. It's like a completely different quarterback throwing him the ball. It is a completely different quarterback throwing him the ball. But it's just such a pronounced connection that he has with Fitz. And, I mean, doesn't it just seem like something that's completely going to happen? You're going to fade D-Jax, and then the first thing you're going to see on red zone is a 70-yard touchdown to Deshaun Jackson, and he's already 3X'd. Like, I don't know. I I think Deshaun Jackson is the type of play that you want to target. Um I'm I'm all over it this week, um, especially with Mike Evans uh, dealing with some knee issues. Uh, did he was limited on Thursday? Um, he's expected to play, but he took he he looked a little bit hobbled after that game. If you were watching it last week, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm all over Deshaun Jackson. All right, so that's pretty much it for value, right? Anybody else? 
Jermaine Curse part three. Sammy, <laughs> Sammy Watkins is in play for me if Tyreek Hill misses. Oh, yeah. You know, that's fair. And then, honestly, if you – I mean, Danny Amendola. Last mm. couple of weeks, he's gotten 11 targets, 7 targets, 6 targets, and he's caught all but five of those total. I just, I just don't trust Brock Osweiler at all. Same. And just in terms of upside, I think I would rather take the risk. I know that in cash games you do want a floor, but I think I would rather just take a risk and play DJX. Yeah. Just take like 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 what what game do you want a piece of? What game environment do you want your players in? Miami and the Jets or Tampa Bay and Carolina? Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, so so that's gonna be that for me. Um in between like five K and six K, there's almost no options yeah. for me. Like I mean, Devin Funches, okay. That that there's some there's some potential there. Galladay in tournaments, okay. Uh, I'm not doing John Brown this week. The Steelers are basically the best team in the league at limiting big plays, and that's what John Brown gets his you know gets his bread and butter. So that's going to be a fade for me. The interesting play in the five K range to me is Calvin Ridley. Mohamed Sanu misses, and he's missed two practices this week. If Calvin Ridley is the wide receiver too, um, without Sanu, uh, I'm going to have major interest there at five point seven. Yeah. I'd rather just go up to Cup, personally. I'm not touching Cup. That's fair. I won't touch Cup. But, I mean, Calvin Ridley would probably have a better... I mean, Calvin Ridley's not coming off an injury, and, I mean, you know, he's the number two. Or, I, mean, I guess Cup is, might arguably be the number one in the Rams, so yeah. that's interesting. But let's talk about the elite guys. Who do we like at the top for wide receiver? Um to me, the answer is DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, what do you guys think? Um, we could all agree Thielen's a lock if you want to fit him in and cat. Like, well, I mean, he's a lock to score 20 points. Yeah, Um, for but sure. But he's just for too sure. expensive. Um, if Tyreek Hill plays, he's statistically way more explosive on the road, so he's probably bound for a 40-yard touchdown. Michael Thomas is a good play for a shootout. If you believe it's Agreed. going to be a shootout, even if it's Which even thanks, even if it's not, he's still safe for probably six, seven catches, close to a hundred yards, which will at least two x him. He'll probably score a touchdown. Brandon Cooks going back to New Orleans does that that revenge narrative, I guess. Jarvis Landry is a target target animal, but he only gets one yard per catch, so he's irrelevant. <laughs> Um, Golden, uh, not Golden Tate, Cooper Cup. Um, I'm not a fan of him coming off an injury. I don't. I also don't think the game's gonna be a shootout, so not a fan of that. I'm very interested in Julio for GPPs because he's gonna score a touchdown finally. Thank God. Um. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yo, so wait, just a question. So if we're all on Cortland Sutton, doesn't that technically mean we have to be on Emmanuel Sanders too, who probably at this point is the better receiver. He has more of a connection with Case Keenum, right? The number one receiver now with DT gone. I mean, he was the number one receiver before. He should assume some of those targets as well. Well, I'm thinking that I'll probably – fade some Cortland Sutton and GPPs and play Emmanuel Sanders okay. for that reason. Okay. 
I like Emmanuel Sanders a lot. Yeah, because I think Sanders is still the the or the receiver to play in the Broncos offense every week. Yeah, that that's possible. Um so what about Hopkins though? Do we have any Hopkins love here? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we're talking about players who have a connection and with Will Fuller out for the season, um, you know, I feel like Hopkins, who was already commanding the highest reception equity of any receiver on any team, 31.6 of Houston receptions were going to Hopkins, um, most in the league. He He's tied for first in the league in big plays at receiver of, of receptions over 20 yards, and he has the most targets inside the 10-yard line of any receiver in the NFL. Um, his splits are favorable when Fuller is out, so – I just think yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is just an absolute lock. If I didn't feel like it was absolutely necessary to fit three of those running backs in, he would be my top cash-wide receiver as well. But because uh, of those running backs, I will be looking to play Hopkins and most likely all of my uh, all of my GPs are, are to, to get a decent amount of exposure. Are we overlooking the best wide receiver play on the board? No. <laughs> but, but who? <laughs> Demarius Thomas. Well, since you can't play him, um, you know. Yeah, you can play him, no. actually. He's 4,500. I don't think you can. Uh, he's on my screen right now. It says draft player. Can you really? Yeah, 4,500. Well, in previous years in DraftKings, if a player was, like, traded or something like that, you couldn't play them uh, because well, DraftKings had already released their price. I think, That's weird. I think it's like that because Tuesday is an off day for the NFL players, and since he was traded on Tuesday, I think, I guess, technically, they, st- but they the start pro- their new week Wednesday. Feel me? I thought it was a price issue, though, because of the prices are out. But, yeah, I, mean, I guess. I mean, obviously, you can click. He was four. No, I think I, he was 4500 before when the prices came out he was 4500 on the broncos oh i, f- I um, feel you ben now nah, now nah, i feel you yeah they, they he shouldn't be on this slate actually they might change it yeah but as of right now he is on the slate and you know and as of right now i will not be playing him. yeah 4500 going into denver that's an ultimate narrative Will Fuller out yeah, for the season. Kiki should be out. Texans, you know, high-scoring offense. Watson throwing the ball a lot. I mean, I'll definitely play him in GBB. I'm staying away. That's crazy. You don't. You don't think. You don't think he snaps against his former team? Literally right out the gate. No. Nah. Nah. You know, I think he goes for like two TDs. I'd rather play Godwin at 4.4 after he burned everyone last week. Get him at 1%. Tripping. But we can move on to tight end. Um, so basically this week at tight end, Travis Kelsey is 6.6, and then there's a bunch of trash bags that you can choose from. Does does that about sum it up? You're 100%. <laughs> like literally, if you don't pay up to 6.6, you're like praying. Like, I mean, David Njoku is, you know, theoretically solid, but he had no catches last week hey. after being one of the more consistent tight ends exactly. uh, leading up to that Exactly. Point. Well, you just said it. He was very consistent until last week. Last week was an anomaly. Bad game. They got a new head coach, new OC. New OC. They should be down in this game, passing a lot. Lock him in. David Njoku, lock him in. He's in mine, 100%. 
I don't feel the need to pay up for Kelsey. Especially, you know, he he's a great play. Best play on the board by far. But the Chiefs should be up. Theoretically means Mahomes shouldn't be passing a lot. Yeah, but if they get up, it's probably because they passed. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, they'll get up because of their passing, which means that Kelsey should should see some uh, some targets and he should probably score a couple times. But you know, I David Njoku game script uh, bias against yeah. last week. You know, people are going to be off him after putting up a solid zero. Um, mm-hmm. Think Baker looks to get him invo- back involved again in a great matchup. I just don't. What about your boy OJ? Oh Howard, yeah, great play. Three hundred less, four point three. You can. I I like yeah. Kelsey, Najoku, and Howard this week. Though those are my three guys. I mean, you can't go wrong with playing Greg Olson either. Shit, even Jordan Reed. I mean, you named a bunch of players that I have no interest in. <laughs> I mean, but that's just how I feel about tight end this week. I'm basically punting the position and using it to save money. So like. I'm going to be anywhere between – I'm not going to cross the 4K threshold, I don't think, unless I go Kelsey and GPP. But, I mean, in terms of cash, like, okay, if Sanu misses, I think Austin Hooper could get a boost because I think he – I think I just think he would get some of that, like, mid to low range A dot that, that Sanu does, you know, converting first downs type stuff. So, I mean, you know, you can't really count on Hooper most of the time, but, I mean, he did have, you know – 10 targets in week six, 12 targets in week five. And that's just kind of some of the upside that you could get with him that I don't think guys in this low range are going to get. But, I mean, yeah, I'm not playing Vance. Um, probably not going to play Kyle Rudolph. Uh, have some interest in Ben Watson at 3.2K just to get exposure to that game environment like we've talked about. I just want to get every piece I possibly can. So, you know, if I'm going to take one of these cheap guys, why not take, take someone who's going to be in a game with a ton of touchdowns being scored? So that's how I'm looking at Watson. Um, that's probably why I would play him over Herndon. Uh, yeah, I don't know. In cash games, it's probably going to be either Watson or Hooper for me. I'm just going just to I'm just gonna punish. I mean, yeah, if you want to pay Roberts. down, that's definitely the the people to look at. But and I like that Michael Roberts call, actually. He's actually getting a, a unfair thought of like amount of red zone targets he just hasn't really been converting them except for two weeks ago when he caught two could definitely get some of that low a dot work that tate leaves behind 2.5k maybe i mean you know michael roberts gets a touchdown same thing as herndon last week he three x's off one catch and a touchdown so i mean yeah if you want to pay down he's definitely a good pay down option but like oj howard has the best matchup on the board the panthers are giving up almost seven catches per game to tight ends they're giving up 77 yards per game to tight end, second worst in the NFL. Um, it they're giving up almost a touchdown per game to tight ends. Like they're just bad against tight ends. So Howard has a yeah, matchup. but OJ Howard didn't go to Harvard and Cameron Brait did. Oh, okay. So you know Fitz is gonna be talking like you know he's gonna be using some big vocabulary. O.J. Howard's going to be like, what? And Bray's going to be like, all right, let me get this touchdown. In every game that O.J. Howard has finished, he hasn't gotten less than 50 yards. That's fair. That's fair. Um, quarterback switch makes me nervous. Um, 
But yeah, it's pretty much Kelsey or Punt. And Joku has uh, some validity as well if you want to go there. Um, let's talk about defense here where Joey is paying 4.1K in cash. Nah, not anymore. <laughs> nah? I mean, listen, I see it. I mean, we know what Nathan Peterman is. Um, the greatest quarterback of all yeah. time. So if you want to play uh, a defense against the GOAT, I I mean, you're welcome to it. Doesn't seem like something I would want to do. You know, we, we all played Bears Chalk at 3.3K a couple weeks ago against Osweiler, and we saw what a quality quarterback can do to this defense. So <laughs> I will not be going there against Peterman. Um, exactly. You're, you're welcome to. Um, where are some other pay down options that we're going to consider for defense? If you want to, if you want to uh, go against the Bucks, you know, it worked last week with the Bengals defense. You could pay for the Panthers defense at three point two, but I mean that's only nine hundred less than the Bears. Um, pay down. Honestly, the options all suck this week, in my opinion. I'm going to the Ravens. Yeah, yep. I like the Ravens a lot. We know how Pittsburgh stru- uh, struggles on the yeah. road. We talked a bunch last week about uh, the second game in a division matchup, so it'll, you know, in terms of trends, those are always lower-scoring games, so I like that. Uh, and the Ravens are just an elite defense. What about the Jets at the same price facing Brock Osweiler? I'd rather go Ravens. Yeah, I'd rather go Dolphins on the other side for 2800 True. Going up against Sam Darnold, who is turnover prone. The Jets have no wide receivers or healthy wide receivers right now. Um, Jermaine Curse is their number one. Uh, they're just very beat up, and yeah. Um, I think I would rather play the Chiefs right below them at two point seven. Um, even though the Chiefs aren't a good defense in terms of the amount of like yards and points they're allowing, that stuff isn't really necessarily what impacts defensive scoring as much as sacks and interceptions and stuff like that so I mean if you look at the the Chiefs sack numbers so far in the last few games going down their game log five two two five four four like they're getting pressure Mayfield is taking sacks um and just in terms of a team in transition I could see the Browns collapsing this week so I'd like some exposure to the Chiefs I like the Ravens like Jared said and I think my cash play just to save Safe salary will be Denver. Um, Denver at home hosting Houston, who just lost Will Fuller, who just smacked the crap out of Rosen two weeks ago. Um, and Deshaun Watson is getting hit more than any quarterback in the league. I think Von Miller and Chubb are going to feast on Watson this week. Nice take right there. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, li- I um, like the Chiefs defense. Let's... But screw defense. Hashtag defense yeah, doesn't matter. Um, what about the Brownies at 2000 Hell no, because I love Kareem Hunt too much this week. All right. Yeah, that's a horrible play. And um, let's talk about... Mahomes doesn't even get sacked that much. That's true. I, honest, I honestly don't even think I've seen him getting gotten sacked this year. I'm sure he has, but I haven't even seen him getting sacked this year. Yeah, all I see him doing is putting up points. For real. Um, speaking of putting up points, you're going to need to put up a lot of points to win a GPP. So let's talk about some tournament winning stacks that could potentially win you a tournament this week. Uh, Joey, I'll start with you. I would go to the, the Falcons. Wow. What? Nah, go ahead, yo. I actually like that. Go Um, ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. 
uh, name Julio Jones. He better be on there. Yeah, Matt Matt Ryan, Julio, running back with AP. Would be mine. Any interest in a little Calvin Ridley yeah, yeah, in yeah. there? Spice it up yeah, a bit? Yeah, you can throw Calvin Ridley nice. in there. Spice her up. All right, that's a, that's a good take, and I think people will be so heavily focused on Rams, Saints, Panthers, yeah. Bucks, that everybody else is going to go low on. So... Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan, wish it was at home, but I could see it. Yeah, if it was at home, people would be on them. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, What about you, Jared? Low-owned GPP stack. Probably the most expensive one out there, uh, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Kelsey. Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. Okay, yeah. No cream haunt in there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that'd be a lot, but... I'd rather just play three for a GPP. That'd be too expensive. You put Hunt in there. You just have to pay down at running back and everywhere else. But I love I think if <laughs> I think if Tyreek Hill plays, he could easily score a 40-yard touchdown. He's just too expulsive. And Kelsey is, like we said, Kelsey should be on a GPP winning roster every week. You always got to pay up for two tight ends in those GPPs. It's just a great strategy to start with. I mean, it's a it's a good strat to to differentiate your lineup, but you haven't seen many two tight end GPP winners this season. So yeah, that's a fair point. Um, so for me, like, let's hear it. <laughs> all right, I I mean, I want to play. I'm trying I'm trying to figure out how you can get unique with the Ram stack. Because that's what I want to do. So, I mean, I was thinking something like maybe Breeze to Kamara to Traquan and bringing it back with, like, Gurley and Cup. That's not low-owned. Or, like, Gurley and Cup. You don't, that's you don't, not I think that it won't be low-owned. I don't think it'll be low-owned individually, but I think that once you're getting up to playing five players from the game, you don't think that's going to be low-owned? No. You think people are going to go that yes. heavy on it? Like, you, you, bro, you mentioned it before. 60 point total i know but i mean we're, i mean when you do that that leaves you 4k for four other spots all right i mean defense is included so yeah all right okay so if that's not low owned enough for you then let me do my alternative which would be case keenum 4.9 to uh emmanuel sanders and bringing it back with deandre hopkins all right i like it any interest in alex that's smith my- the thing is, is like, yes, on a certain level, because he's 5K and he should be in a matchup where he's going to be having to pass. But at the same time, like this dude hasn't scored over 20 this year. He has shown that he does not have any of the, you know, deep field, you know, expertise that he was flashing last year. You know, everyone was mad hype on Twitter about how he was the best deep passer in the league, you know, coming to Washington. But like the thing is, is who would you stack him with? I had some interest when you could have potentially stacked him with Chris Thompson, but now that that's not looking like an option, like, yeah, no. He's not hurt anymore, right? No, he just hasn't done anything this year. And I liked him, too. I thought he would be good there, but, like, he just hasn't done anything. Yeah. There's your low and stack, Paul Richardson and Alex Smith. But that is going to be it for us this week. Um, You know, that was a a lengthy uh, preview of Week 9, so I hope that you guys – you know, took some notes, sat down, listened, and, and got your plays in order. Um, yeah. Don't listen to Joey and Jared. Make sure that you play Todd Gurley. Um, no. 
you know, and if you don't, you'll probably lose. The main takeaway for week um, nine is you play Nathan Peterman and sale to the money. That's it. Nathan Peterman and Zay Jones. Yep, yep. That that's factual. I like the way you guys are thinking. So that is going to be it for us this week. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and now YouTube, uh, where we will be doing a live stream on Sunday mornings. Got to end my uh, my bad losing streak in tournaments. Get back on this live stream vibe. You know, get my tournament takes from the boys Sunday morning. You know, that's what's been missing from my process. So excited to get that going. Check with us on YouTube this week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. You can follow my personal Twitter at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Carrion underscore. And you can find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. All right. Good luck, boys. Uh, we will talk to you on Monday to recap all of the action from the year. Yep.